0: First of greetings, fellow gooners.
1: Welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm yours, Morning. My coast as usual, Aiden. Ellen Road and the Emirates. Uh, welcome to Canon Talk. Arsenal versus Leeds or Leeds versus Arsenal, should I say? Arsenal going to Ellen Road. Um, you know, last season not the not as good of a hunting ground for us. You know, lucky to even walk away with a point with Pepe getting sent off. But, you know, going into this game with better spirits after picking up a great result against West Ham.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we also played the lead side, you know, literally down to its bare bones. I mean, for <laughs> for a split second, I mean, I was getting away, you know, feeling sorry for them because, I mean, they already came over 7-0, tonking to uh, Man City. And, OK, I might not have been expecting, say, something in that aspect, but, I mean, the, the sort of luck they've been having with injuries is, is I mean, it's, it's shocking because it's like you've got, like, a batch of players that are out with... Um, uh, what was it covered and then you got people with almost like getting injured and that's in ends up almost like with uh, long-term injuries like like i told like i said last week with with bamford who just comes back from from uh, i think three or four months layoff scores a goal celebrates and then pulls his hamstring again so i mean they've had like a real rotten luck and i mean it's also come off like right where, where away i think people are starting out to question bielsa as well because look he's come off always like this so sort of like a football god, almost like he's very mysterious and that. But I mean, he's he's got this almost like sort of, uh, almost like a, a, you know everybody has his hype about him. I mean, I, uh, look, he's been long in the game and that. But I mean, I haven't seen that much because I mean, for me, if he's really somebody that wants to you know create almost like history, say in the Premier League or whatever, I mean, at least he should have had like you know speak like you know, speak English because yeah at at Pochettino as well. He, he's a good coach and everything, but. Until he could really, you know, grasp English, it was always he was always falling short. And I mean, they taught him that was almost like one of the, the things where they wanted him, you know, to speak the language. But the other side, we're going to this game. You know, it was like near full strength again. Arteta's now, you know, sort of keeping a balance of an unchanged squad now. And I mean, I, I think we even like leading up to the game, like some of the pundits were already talking. I mean, I didn't think much of it at first, to be honest, but. Uh, when they were talking about, they also likes playing man to man football, mixed with the high press. And I was thinking, look, if you're already down, you know, with, with you know, it was like a very compact squad. Because I mean, I heard uh, they even add a 15 year old on their bench.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I didn't know about
0: that. Yeah. So I was, you know, we also had, I mean, anticipation because look, I was already thinking this is going to also play into our our game of of uh, you know counter attack football. So the game kicks off seemingly playing, you know, Arsenal very, like, withdrawn. And, I mean, uh, Leeds, of course, come quite confident out of the blocks. They get a shot, but I mean, it's all, like, right there and then. It kind of ends because yeah. after that, the third minute, they started just raining down on as goal.
1: Yeah, I know. It seemed like we we we, were, we started off, you know, we've always been asking Arsenal to, you know, start off quite relentless and work yeah. hard and, and all that, but... um I think this is the game where we actually, you know, started like we wanted to start, and this is what we've been asking for Arsenal yeah, to do—kind yeah. of, you know, not feel your way into the game, you know, like a boxer throwing a jab. Everything they throw, almost like, you know, was it against Southampton, where we kind of allowed them to, you know, attack us almost, you know, try yeah. to tie themselves up and almost, you know, but this was a different Arsenal. Yes, you know, we were playing against um a weekend side, but. You could see there's intensity, intensity, intensity. Yeah, almost yeah. like, you know, bo- a boxer all the time until they, they they have to, you know, against the ropes.
0: I can lend to it, yeah. The power. Yes. So, I mean, Arsenal, of course, slapped themselves into gear within, like, a few minutes. Um, and now, as I said, lay seeds on the Leeds goal. And, I mean, with Mesley then made, I think, within, I think, two minutes, he already made two decent saves from Lacazette and Thomas Party. Then, uh, six-minute Kiritini... You know, it seems to go close. 16 minute there's, of course, a scramble in the box. it ends up winning the challenge against Forshaw. And, I mean, the ball ends up breaking. I mean, I honestly thought it's sounds like... Because, look, these are just throwing bodies in front of the goal and the ball. And then, I mean, Martinelli comes looks like out of the blue. He comes in running in. And, of course, he just ends up uh, bending a ball perfectly into the goal. One-all Arsenal.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, we've always been saying about his finishing, like, you know, it was top class always, but he was always lacking it. He was a bit, you know, almost wild, not wild, but a bit of a roar where he would just run and maybe his first touch would have knocked the ball too far away from him. Yeah, but yeah. it just seemed like he's owning honing in his skills slowly and, you know, fine-tuning his game here and there, you know, and a very good finish.
0: Then it's the 25th minute, a big scare for Arsenal. Leeds break on the attack against, you know, run play. Rafinha ends up... Okay. Well, I think because he got to the box, he had almost like an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain moments. where he just was losing his nerve because he ends up dragging the ball quite badly past the goal.
1: Yeah, I know. It was a bit of a let for us. But, you know, I think it was also something that, you know, Ang and Arsenal almost shot them back into, you know, into second gear again.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, 28th minute, Xhaka ends up dissecting the high-lying Leeds defence. Martinelli ends up racing through on goal. Holding off uh, the right-back, one of oh, the youngsters that had to come in. And I mean, he keeps his head quite cool as he enters the box. And as the low-key he ends up just dinking the ball over the key. But 2-0 no Arsenal.
1: Very, very, very cute finish. And and something you mentioned to me in a private message. Like, uh, Arsenal players are willing to thread through goals a bit more now. Because they have someone right, in yeah. Martinelli who is willing to sprint on it. and. You know, you you, you you actually start keeping an eye out for that, even re-watching the, the highlights of the game, you can actually see that that maybe they wouldn't have tried that for Aubameyang because Aubameyang lately doesn't seem to be able to, you know, put an extra mile in just to, or extra yard to just make the effort to get to the ball. And, you know, Martinelli is almost like, you know, once that ball's through? And he sees it, he's gone. And yeah. like you said, you know, that still had to keep composure to finish that shot up. And I think... You know, to 0 Arsenal uh, that that that, that relentless pressure, as you said, you know, paying off.
0: And you know, if if you think of of um that fixture uh, about what, two years ago when Martinelli scored against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, he was like never really in control of the ball, even after Kante fell. I mean, look, yeah, uh, he kind of stayed himself. And you look at that, you compare that Martinelli, and then you look at the Martinelli that finished against. Um, was it Southampton the other day?
1: At West Ham as well, or West Ham? Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you also look at that sort of finish that, that you were not uh, talking about now against um, uh, Leeds, where you can actually see the composure. Where he's as long as he goes from you know sprinting onto a ball, and then he gets into the sort of tunnel vision where he's on like because look with that uh, right back, that was coming almost like on his shoulder. He already knew just to stick an arm out just to hold that player off. So he can also compose himself to steady himself and and like, you know pick uh, his chance to score. So I mean, it's uh, uh, showing a sort of maturity that we need. And uh, like you and I were discussing in private calls, uh, also the the sort of uh, that you have somebody as you know said willing to do that that you know the, the dirty work and, and do that the runs in the in the area. And I mean, that for me, it, it's, it's a joy to watch when you see you know like some like a Shaka or Lukasit. They all they do is just play it into the space and.
1: You know, nine out of 10 times he's going to be at the end of it. Yeah, I know. And I think that's what we've been lacking a bit in our game. You know, that striker that can get behind the defense. I mean, Abameyang, when he was doing it, he was causing so much danger. But, you know, at the moment, we haven't been seemingly doing that. And now it seems to be something, a recurring theme now. And defenders can't play that high line against us. Just because if they do play a high line, you know, we'll just send the ball through. And then, you know, they're turning their,
0: their back towards their goal. And I mean, look like, at that. Some of the inexperienced players of Leeds that were playing in the game, you could actually see when there were, uh, like, say, that the right back, uh, every time he was trying to push forward, uh, somebody like Keane in them, they were just hitting the ball over in Malta. the Because they knew either Martinelli's going to go into that, that that pocket or when, when Odegaard does his floating sort of runs, he gets himself into that position as well. So it's not like you you it if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Yeah, I know it was. It was. A, it was excellent, excellent um, game plan by Arsenal, and, and it seemingly like exploiting the opposition's weakness as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I also just jotted down. I mean, you could actually also see the contrast between a team that's you know flying high at the moment and a team that's you know in the uh, depths of a of an injury crisis in Leeds. Then, the first minute we got, you know, things got even worse for for Leeds. Because if any of the listeners remember, also early on, in, or midway in that, that, that first off, or quite early in the first Tommy Tomiasso and Jack Harrison end up going for a ball. And at first, when I saw the way Tommy Tomiasso rose against him and the knee smacked him, like, you know, full on the ass cheek, I knew immediately that was deadly, because I mean, I used to get that stuff also. And, you know, with it being so cold in England right now, Things like that just get worse and worse. I mean, your leg becomes almost like heavier and heavier the more that thing is contracting because of the cold. And I mean, you could see every time he was like looking at the bench, I was like, you know, kind of help me out. And I think it was the thing, what was it, 31st, when they actually had to then take him off.
1: Yeah, I know. Like you just there's just come, it's like mercy after mercy for Leeds. You got to feel for them as well. You know, at that point, even though we were 2-0 up, I was still feeling kind of sad for them. Like, you know, that... Uh, you hey, know, they, uh, because, because last season I mean they 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 were really the chief performers. You know the the, the dark horses not to win the Wiener league but they were like you know causing upsets here and there. But I mean I you know it just was unfortunate what happened to them.
0: Yes, the Luck minute, it ends up smashing the ball into Mezlin. The young French keeper was almost like between Leeds getting an ass whipping and you know just staying in the game.
1: Yeah, I know, we could have easily punished them more and, and they could have been 3-0 down before
0: half-time. I, you know, when you started arguing with the defenders, I was telling my son, you can see he's not losing his nerve because like, he's trying to explain to them, you know, I'm doing as much as I can to hold them at bay, but I mean, every time you guys are just letting them through to yes. attack, to attack, to attack. Then for the second minute, tenacity uh, uh, about Saka. Sees him, you know, he, well, like ramming himself through the Leeds defense, and he ends up, he shot into taking a wicked deflection off the defender, and it goes past me, a flat-footed a three 0 Arsenal.
1: Yeah, oh, three 0 Arsenal. And to me, I'm thinking, yeah, oh, you know, it's it's been a while since we've been bagging in the goals like this, and I mean, yeah. three nil away from home, you know, it's after being quite worried about the away form, you know, three 0 away from home, you know, you're happy with with the scoreline or yep. that, I mean, that you could have blown the final whistle and I would have been happy. So, you know, going into halftime, so you know, up and you just wondered, you know, what type of Arsenal would come out because it seems like we kind of blitzed the team in the first first yeah. half and second half, you know, like let's stat said, we were like placed 15, um, you know, with the scoring in the second half. Then uh, 49th
0: minute, you know, going into the second half, uh, you know, really, Again, early in the game, and again, a very stupid tackle by Xhaka that could have ended, you know, really bad for him because he goes totally over the top of the ball, ends up crunching Rafinha on the ankle. And I mean, he, I mean, now he's even, that's what I don't get out of appreciating. Not that, I had a problem with, you know, him on or staying on the field. But I mean, for me, it gave me a hell of a scare because the last thing you want to do is go down to 10 men for a team that's, you know, play, like playing for survival right now. And I mean, to do a stupid thing like that, it was like against, totally against. You know, the way that the game was going. Because look, we had total you know, like cruise control in the game and you end up doing that to almost like put your team at the deficit again or possibly at the deficit.
1: Yeah, you know, we've seen Zaka do that time and time again. I mean, you know, even it goes back to one season as against Burnley, I think 2016, when he gets a almost like a, a red card, silly red card. and then You know, Sanchez saves us in the depth of the... Death or the penalty, but I mean, Jaka just doesn't learn his lesson, he just keeps yeah. on doing the same thing. I mean, you know, it doesn't. I know sometimes it's good to have that hot-headedness in the team, just sometimes it riles the team up. But I mean, you know, it is there's times in a match where you just need to realize, okay,
0: you know, be a bit more disciplined. But I mean, he's also like, you know, somebody that's you know, so set in his ways, you can't, you know, was like get that out, you can't unteach him that it's not so ingrained in him. Because I mean, he's at this stage in his career now he, I mean, he's just going to go with, like, if he feels like doing this, he's going to do this. No, you know, no talking. Because I mean, uh, I'm sure <laughs> i has had so many talks with him, you know, regarding that. Then, 68th minute, Arsenal make the first change. Tommy Yasu ran his race because I think these just end up conking in on him. Cedric then ends up coming on. Uh, then, 73rd minute, Leeds win a penalty. I mean, for oh. me, needless penalty because. 100%. He's, I mean, the way he was running, I mean, the goalkeeper's already got cover there. There's almost like other people doubling up on him. And I mean, Ben White just wipes the player out.
1: Yeah, I know. Ben White, for me, you know, a very good defender, but sometimes mm. he has that stuffiness to me, you know, where the guy just, you know, just clashes into the player, takes player ball and all, and, you know, gives silly fouls away.
0: You know, there was a moment in the... in the first half, I think, on that game, where the ball ends up. I mean, I don't think anybody really picks it up. Because look, Arsenal's also really zoned in on, on the player sometimes. And I think it was I think it was the Leeds game where the guy is running to the box and it's going to get them to a, a sort of 50-50, you know, where they're going in for the, the same ball. And I'm not thinking to myself, OK, the guy ends up um, not, you know, waiting for the tackle to come in. He ends up trying to lift the ball over the incoming player. But... I mean, if you're a clever forward, you're going to just try to, there's the ball, go past your body, and then you take that heat when the defender goes, he had no way of stopping himself, because he just came in, as you know, like, with a Mustafi-like tackle, he just came in sliding recklessly. And I thought, I mean, you can also see now the, the situation leads are in, but if, if you've got a, a, a wily striker like a Salah or a Mane or... You know, so or Lukaku, they know exactly they're gonna almost like try to leave the ball run across his body, and they're gonna let you, you know, bundle
1: them over. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, you know, just something for Ben White to watch out for in the future. Now, hopefully, like you said, you know, the, yeah, like yeah, you, said, you know, silly um, you know, penalty to 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 give away, and and, and thinking, you know, Ramsell, the man of the moment, you know, I think for him to save a penalty, that penalty.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Rafinha ends up stepping up and just blast the ball into the opposite side corner. So, 3-1. But Arsenal still in control of the game. So, uh, since the minute, Leeds almost like kind of did get a bit ballsy for, for, for like a, like a five-minute spell. But I mean, this is where, again, what I was saying about that experience, the ball ends up getting flung into the Arsenal box. Because I mean, I think Arsenal were, but on the on the ropes, as you would say. Always, and then that Somerville ends up Instead of bringing the ball down and controlling, he decides to do a pull a four Alba and tries to take the ball out of the air like with a scissor kick volley and I mean <laughs> it ends up going to the top tier.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, that's uh, you you're you're 100% right with the inexperience, and I think that's also played into our favor into this game very much And I think we we kudos to us as well for taking advantage of
0: it. Yeah. Then uh Arsenal of course started mixing it up also later on in the game. With 12 minutes to go, Smith-Rowe comes on, Saka comes off. Uh, then at the fourth minute, Odegaard, on a decent run through the middle of the pitch, ends up just lofting the ball over the leads, almost like more stagnant defence now. And I mean, the ball ends up, Smith-Rowe ends up just keeping on his run, and I mean, he ends up getting at the end of the the ball of, of Odegaard and just smashes the ball, ball past Meslier 4-1 Arsenal.
1: And goal number seven for him, he tied with Cristiano Ronaldo in the league. Um, you know, I think, uh, let me just have a look. I think I, I checked the stats just now. He, he's, he's placed quite high up, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously Salah's running away with a top scorer, but, I mean, he's basically ranked fifth place on seven goals because first, second, third, and fourth are, you know, eight, nine, ten, and 15, and then, you know, he won seven. So, you know, you oh we've been moaning about the midfielder getting on the goals Well, you know, you have somebody now that is putting it in from the midfield it's just now a striker isn't it, to score the goals.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm finding some authority, you know, also showing uh, some muscle, you know, leading us to see the game out. Three points and with us going to Christmas in fourth spot, I mean, happy gooner is well.
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, if you look at the start of the season where we were to where we are now, you know, it, it's chalk and cheese basically and I think <laughs> a, a lot of us you know were calling what that is head. I mean I was you know thinking you know, he's done but you know he's slowly proving me wrong and I had to take my my hat off to him and apologize like not apologize but basically you know say so I called it wrong you know maybe things could turn out you know worse at the end of the season but for now you know he's turned this team around quite nicely We're sitting in fourth spot I mean what more can we ask for at the
0: moment I mean I'm actually like I mean, I'm also guilty of it, that, you know, that knee-jerk reaction and that. But I mean, for me, I'm actually also keeping myself also really withdrawn with regard to, you know, the, like I think you were hopping on, or I was hopping on about the goal difference, and, then, and you can actually see it's now starting to tick in a positive way now. You also yeah. now what you were saying now with regards, to, which is a very important set, that's something that you and I have been not only hopping on on the podcast for years now, but I mean, even before we even started the whole podcasting thing, was seeing how the midfielders are chipping in with the goals line. I mean, you can see it. You, get, you and I always have also been saying you can actually see it takes the pressure off the forward so you can actually act more relaxed when you're up front. You don't feel all choked up because your mids are also chipping in and they can, their goals can also see you through to take the points or the, get the win in the Cups.
1: No, no, definitely. I think uh, Olivier Giroud did like, quite nicely for a midfield at a point, you know, where he was allowing them to link, in, link and score goals. So... You know, like you said, pressure of our our, our um, strikers, midfield is yeah. chipping in, and and yeah, we move on to to the next um, game against Sunderland, yeah, which is up. going to be a Caravan Cup quarter final. Yeah. You know, big game for me. You know, I'm a very old-fashioned kind of guy. For me, silverware counts a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, our quarter final against a league, the league one. high flies, I mean. It's been, you know, years since we saw them in the Premier League. And I mean, now, under new ownership, almost like that that ship of theirs is slowly starting to steady itself out again as they, you know, vie for promotion as well. But I mean, look, they were going to probably be also something to look at because, I mean, you've got to take them too lightly, even if they league one. But I mean, Arsenal, with nine changes this time around, very strong bench. Um, Sunderland starts, again, very positive, you know, on the front foot. Um, Third minute already, the, the winger from the States, Gooch, ends up seeing his low strike saved by Leno. Um, then, nine minutes later, Embleton nearly scores an own goal after a ball gets flung in. I think it was by Tierney, I think.
1: Yeah, it was Tierney, middle of the body. Of body. <inaudible>
0: sorry, sorry. Ends up getting the crossbar. Then, in the 17th minute, Ketia bundles the ball in after the sun and failed to deal with the Arsenal corner. I mean, but also leading up to a fantastic header by, I think, Rob Holding, it was, with a key to pull off a,
2: yes, a yes, fight, yes. save.
0: But I mean, the rebound was all right. It was like right on Ketia's knee. So we go one up.
1: Yeah, I know. It, uh, it was happy for Ketia. I mean, it seems, it seems to be his competition, you know. Yeah. He, is, he, he can't score anywhere else, but put him in a Caravan Cup game and he becomes, you know, in the right? So, you know, good goal for the youngster. I mean, I know he's not planning on signing a new contact, but, yeah. you know, happy to, to to help for the Arsenal cause and go one up for the up
0: for in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Then, 22nd minute, fantastic ball gets flung into the box. All Balogun has to do is just nod the ball into the net and he ends up, you know, getting his head totally wrong. I don't know if he was in two minds at that moment, but for me, again, someone someone with something to prove. And, I mean, he yeah. ends up fluffing a chance. Because, I mean, I really want him to to succeed at the club, because I mean, I like what I always see in the, in the, in the under-23s and I mean, he's almost like a regular scorer there, he's also, you know, almost like a very senior figure there, most of the other youngsters really look up to him. Um, then 23rd, when Smith ends up feeding Balogun fantastic through a wall, uh, seemingly again, he gets to the, uh, Balogun gets to the edge of the box and it's almost like he doesn't know whether you should lay the ball off to somebody or shoot and he ends up taking a shot. And the ball like just trickles over to the goalkeeper. So, again, another disappointing (laughs)
1: effort. Yeah, I know it was. I thought we were going to double the advantage
0: at that point. Yeah, then 27th minute, Pepe ends up getting the ball. He drives straight at the Sunderland team. Uh, They kind of, you know, hold back a bit and then decide to, almost like last minute, trying to charge him down. But he ends up blasting a shot. The ball ends up hitting the inside thigh of the defender. And the ball ends up just bouncing and looping over the keeper. 2-0 Arsenal.
1: Very exciting and very, you know, two nils, two goals at that point already. And you're thinking there's going to be more. But you know, you know, Nicola Pepe for me, um, even getting the goal that's a deserved goal at that point yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was really, you know, making things happen, very difficult player to deal with. I mean, I know it's a League One side, but you know, he he had to also perform as well. You know, he didn't you know, normally, you know, he criticized for his work rate or whatever, but you know, he was doing making the right decisions, keeping it simple and 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 that's his game. If he can keep it simple, just do the basics, i like release the ball at the right time. You know, he can look at, and become a very dangerous player because he has very good speed to his
0: game. Because for me, it was almost like he was becoming like the forgotten man. And I mean, for me, the way he was performing already first off was almost like showing, look, I am still here. Because even when you saw him score a goal, he was already looking at the bench. It was like, you know, look what that just did. Yeah. Like-
1: uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. But I think Arsenal also, also leaving themselves quite open. You know, playing this half force, high pressing game, and I think they got a bit cocky at two and a half. Yeah, they
0: did. They did. Um, and this was also led to the thirty-first minute when uh, that but Nathan uh, Brody ends up nicking a goal, a very, very loose. Uh almost like it's left to El Nini to try to make the cover, but I mean the, all the all the defenders almost like so I up the pitch. Almost like they left Arsenal's old defense and Leno
1: I Yeah, I know. I mean two one I think Sunderland probably got thought they were in the game. I, I won't lie, I got a bit nervous, you know. Yeah, you as a league one side, you know, clawing your way back in a game where you should have been maybe three or four down already and you know
0: their tails were up for it, but because they were coming at us. But I mean, like, especially the last, like seven minutes or so, you could actually see, uh, even though Arsenal were looking positive, it also did look like Arsenal were taking a breather, because, you know, like a light switch, they went into full attack again, like, you know, as we started winding down to the, to the half-time break.
1: You no, know, you're 100% correct, and I, 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 I think that was to their detriment, the way they were, you know, kind of pushing and pushing and pushing and emptying their yeah. tanks.
0: yeah then second half, forty minute, uh, a fantastic get your goal as Tavares ends up skinning the right back for of Sunderland, gets into the box, steady himself, and just you know fires the ball across the six yard box, and it's a nice stab, you know, like a stab type finish that you would teach a young striker. And we go, sitting all up
1: Um, yeah, you you you, you know, we spoke about Ian the right, and he was slowly starting to do that in the right. Is finishes. Um, yeah. You know, and what and, and we have kind of been missing a guy getting on the end of the things in the box, especially with this creative midfield happening. So, you know, something for like Gazette also to look at. You know, I know his overall gameplay is excellent, but sometimes he just needs to find himself in those type of positions in the box.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then, for the fifth minute, Embleton ends up smacking the post. I think Leno was totally beaten. But I mean, it was a long-distance <laughs> shot. But I mean, it, fooled, it even fooled me, because I always thought the keeper had it covered... And like just at the end, that ball ends up just fading a bit further and ends up striking the outside of the post. Then 56 minute Balogun ends up getting hold of. And I mean, that you could see it coming because every time there was a moment he was getting his runs wrong and that you could see when the camera would pan to the bench. Arteta and the assistant are already, you know, chirping each other's ears. So I mean, you already get a feeling he's gonna be the one that's gonna, you know, lose out. So I mean he ends up getting subbed off so Xhaka Jaka comes on. Then 58 minute. Nketiah gets his hat Again, great work by Pepe, who ends up nutbegging
2: yeah.
0: on the flank. And then, I mean, steadies himself again, pass the wall across the box, and, I mean, fantastic finish with a little back heel flick by Nketiah. 4-0 no Arsenal.
1: I mean, you wonder you, you where um, um you know, that, that 4 is in the Premier League. I think, Uh, maybe he should get the chance. I'm not saying, you know, to start, but maybe to come on in a game where our tails are up, you know, because he's always coming on when we're trying to get the goals. I would say his game has to be very rushed. So, you know, maybe give give him a chance on the side that's been creating a lot more chances now because, I mean, previously we haven't been, like last season, we weren't creating much chances, but this season, perhaps, you know, if you put him on the end of those things, maybe he could score. Although... Against Everton, he did miss a guild edge opportunity, so you know, we were just shooting with that day, yeah. maybe a bit critical, but you know, a hat trick for uh, the youngster, down the list.
0: Exactly, but I mean, yeah, everything's you know, the good with the bad as well. Because look, at, at times he can be you know, potent as a, as a six yard box finisher, but I mean, there's also days that even the simple stuff he gets messed up. <laughs> um, then 73rd minute, also make a double substitution. Gabriel and Martinelli coming on, White and Odegaard off. I mean, I just found it a bit strange. I don't know how you were feeling about, it, but I just thought to myself, if you're so in control of a game, why would you want to, you know, risk your of almost like your, your front line guys? You'd rather, I mean, I'd rather throw in, you know, one of the younger types down the bench. I mean, I, I, I know we did have a strong bench, but I wouldn't like, you know, p- key figures in the game. It's, it's almost like part of the spine. I wouldn't like let them really play in a game like this. With, was like The game was like uh, drifting away from Sunderland. And I mean, you never know when one of them would like you know come in with a heavy sort of tackle and that kind of screws you up. Yeah,
1: I was actually worried about that, especially that incident when Watanelli got knocked know, uh, in, in the face or something like that, when they clashed heads. Yeah, uh, I, I was worried, like, ah, oh, flip over, he's you in know, a concussion or out for like three weeks or something
0: like that. And also, I don't know if it was now first or second half, that we uh, Ben White had to make a, a heavy challenge to, to block the player. And then, I mean, when he got up, he started holding his knee constantly, you know, he, he was like struggling to like run it off. And I mean, the moment's like that, and he was like, kind of <laughs> thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not that bad. Then 80th minute, the whole, the um, yeah, Ivory crowd almost said, the Everest <laughs> crowd ended up giving a standing ovation as, as Charlie Patino oh, makes this deep. waiting outside for- Sorry about that. My wife just missed it. Uh, Charlie Pettino ends up coming on as a substitute. Uh, fantastic day before him. I mean, he's one of the key players for Arsenal in the under-23 level. So, what was your thoughts on him? No,
1: nah, you know, you, you, you told me he reminds you of Fabregas and, and all that. And I was watching him play because it's the first time I like really take out to be in play. And for me, I, I saw that Fabregas-esque um, type of player in him, you know? He has that I don't know, there's that movement of the ball that, you know, he glides when he's running, basically. And I, I was really, really, like, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him.
0: Yeah. Then, uh, 90th minute, almost like a golden moment for the lad. Pepe ends up laying the ball of perfect, or like, inch perfect for him. And, I mean, he ends up, you know, slow sliding the ball past the wrong-footed keeper. 5-1 Arsenal. And, I mean, what a debut for him. I
1: oh, know, what a debut, I mean... You know, I couldn't ask for a better one. And, and, and I think the after the game, all the Arsenal players um, commenting and things like that just shows the type of player we could possibly have in our hands. So hey, Granit Xhaka and, um, you know, party, watch out. I'm not saying he's going to take their places yes. as a holding midfielder, but I'm saying, you know, he has he that ability to be a link between the
0: defence and attack. But, I mean, have you also watched something about him that, I mean, I actually uh, really impressed me, you know, for somebody that young, I mean, look, he just turned 18, I think, in October. He's actually the way he, uh, you know, to the time he has on the ball is like somebody that, uh, remember when I told you when you watch him play, he don't just, like, pass the ball, he, like, caresses the ball when he plays it out to people or even and he's awareness. Yeah. Like, you can see that yeah, he doesn't always pivoting left, right, and not able to see where he can, you know, uh, which pocket to run into, which area to pass into. So, I mean, for me, if, uh, I mean, of course, early days, but, I mean, I really hope, uh, you know, you can, you know, break into the, the the Arsenal side. And I mean, even if it's still within this season, it would be fantastic. So, you know, with the the matches of last night as well, in the Carabao Cup, since the three matches were played last night, the semi-finals also drawn in last night. So we end up playing Liverpool uh, over two legs, of course. And the first leg is at the Emirates Stadium on 4th of uh, January.
1: Oh, shit. a bit, a bit, a bit nervous about that because it starts quite... It's quite soon, but later I hope yeah. Liverpool decide to, to you know, this place instead because, uh,
0: yeah. It seems uh, like from what I picked up last night was, like, I mean, I watched the, the Leicester, the Liverpool Leicester game. Um, he will normally make, the, like, the big guns come on when you can see, okay, there's still a glimmer of hope for them. And I'm, I just, I don't know why it went wrong for Leicester last night because it seems like a half like, or more than half the team uh, kind of down tools. Not, I'm not saying it's like, you know, in, in like a conflict with the manager, but it became just ridiculous because even if you look at the eventual equaliser that's okay, deep into injury time, Ndidi of all people ends up mis- like the, It's a high ball getting like just flung into the box, like a know pass, and he ends up jumping under the ball, and the ball lands onto that Minamino's foot and he just like, passes past the keeper. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, suicidal type football, the way they, they were defending it, especially the last five five, ten minutes, because it was like all Liverpool, and, and they were like doing or offering nothing going forward. So that being said, I mean, look in the shootout, you can see like who's there. The, the big players, and I mean, you can see Oxford Chamberlain was like comes to his, comes into his own day in that at that level, and I mean, look like, with color the the goalkeeper, he's I mean, deposed the likes of Adrian and um Carrius. So I mean, he's now probably going to get the because top of somebody he's not really going to do what. You know, other managers who do, they, they throw in the uh, big, uh, big guns or big names.
1: And I mean,
0: I think we must also take into context, the African Nations Cup players are also not going to be there. Oh, so.
1: yeah, I forgot about that. It's actually maybe a blessing we got Liverpool. And if you think about it as well, Liverpool have bigger fish to fry at the moment. I yeah. think they, they if they get knocked out of the Carabao Cup, they're not going to be too fast. I mean, they have the Champions League, Premier League to worry about. And yeah. I think that's where he's, you know... Can they get judged on? I think if Arsenal win a Carabao Cup and in fourth place, I mean you and I will probably be smiling from ear to ear. We had yep. Liverpool win a Carabao Cup and win fourth place. You know, Klopp is not going to be happy.
0: Yeah. So we switch our attention now to the game on Boxing Day. Um The Canadians have had a terrible season. The law, lo- you know, lost in the league. Um A long injury list, and I mean they also we need quite badly with the old COVID, uh, you know, issue. 'Cause I think they lost about six or seven players already in this past like three or four days already. Um, and I mean it's almost like really thrown as a spanning the works for Dean Smith squad. Um, you know, the loaned-in players, funny enough, are the ones that are, you know, the, the being the real bright spark for them uh this season. Because Billy Gilmore of Chelsea, yeah.
1: uh,
0: that uh, Brian, Will- is Brian Williams Brian Williams so that Williams of, of Man United that's also there. And they've also got a, another player from uh, FC Rostov. Uh, is, I think he's one of the uh, attacking mid-players. So, I mean, they now like carrying the flag for the Canaries. But, I mean, for me, it, it should be, uh, you know, almost like a clinical demolition job at Arsenal. That's like my personal thing.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I think so, too. I think, you know, Arsenal should get the, the job done against the Norwich side that, you know, I don't think... I think United also know this is probably one of the games that they must skip for points. I think, especially the form yeah. Arsenal in. I think it's it's, it's it's Arsenal's opportunity, you know, to add another three points yeah, on yeah. United because United's playing on Monday against Newcastle. So, in yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, no, God, I'm no, I say it's it's an opportunity to, like you've been saying as well, you know, to make that gap bigger. And yes, United have games in hand, and they could possibly, most likely, win those games in hand. But you know, it it comes it comes it's like a psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, you know thing where you're looking up and saying you know okay we won two games in a row but we still need to win another three to, to kind of leapfrog the games in hand so you know points are going to be dropped somewhere I think for United it's just Arsenal like you said you know chip away chip away chip away and if you can get that result against Norwich excellent
0: yeah, I mean, for me right now every time I'm now look for me the last say three weeks or so my main target for us with our games was Zoning and focus just on West Ham, just West Ham. Watch how they doing. Watch are they what their results. And now all of a sudden, now my attention is focusing now fully, fully on Chelsea because now they also like have also been hit with injuries. They've been hit also with COVID stuff. So and of course now they they at, at uh, I think last week they ended up with just five subs on the bench and it was like on the youngsters. So they almost like having it was like a, a, a real tough time of it. And I just think it was a. Look, they
1: now... I think they drew the last... Was it two or three games, Chelsea? Or what was Yeah, I know mean, yeah, so- they, 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 they beat... They beat... Wasn't this called a last-minute... um Last-cast penalty? But, I mean, they, they drew to Wolves. They lost to West Ham. I mean, they they just been battling to get the yeah. result. They've been very inconsistent. And so-
0: I mean, of yesterday also, they end up like to get to the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. It's an own goal and a penalty
1: that's used them through. Yeah, I know. So... Chelsea, I'm a, like, you know, if they don't pull up their socks, they could be looking behind Arsenal soon because I know, unfortunately, we play Man City on New yeah. Year's Day. And you never know what can happen. We're going to go there pressure-free, you know, and they're going to go against Liverpool at, at the bridge, which is also going to be a very tough game on that same day, on New Year's Day, I think. It yeah. is. And if, you know, who knows? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Arsenal, for some reason, turn up, City don't. You maybe even get uh, the, the lucky. You get the three points. You, Chelsea, you know, drop points against Liverpool, and you know, suddenly um, Chelsea aren't looking that comfortable anymore. And and they, they Arsenal, you know, is kind then behind them, and get, and they kind of get they get pulled into a top
0: four scrap because you know United's also going to be there and there about. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, okay, I know that's not your your take on it. But I mean, for me, my take is. I'm not really watching that. Like, like, say so yes, you you do keep like an eye on uh, Chelsea, but I mean, you don't care how they're gonna go about things. Because, look, they whatever we do, they almost like have to match or better. So if we yeah. if we keep on with that pressure all the time, then we can start putting somebody else in our sights again. But I mean, for me, right here yeah, now, it's like tackling Chelsea as a problem now to to edge them now for that third spot now.
1: How Chelsea play? Aston Villa at, at Villa Park. And and this, you know, Arsenal will go, Arsenal will play five o'clock. I mean, they, Arsenal win, they go to 35 points, um, three points behind Chelsea, who then play um, Aston Villa at Villa Park. And you know how Aston Villa has been under Steven Gerrard. I mean, it's not going to be an easy game. And, you know, followed by that, Arsenal tackle um, Wolves while... Um, um chelsea play the, the, the draw kings which is brighton so you know arsenal every time if 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 chelsea don't you know like you say now match arsenal's result arsenal play the first game again on against wolves on the 28th and if they can get the result that day and then you kind of see okay flip more pressure is going to be put on yeah. um um chelsea so it's gonna become a psychological thing and then you throw in the champions league games all of a sudden into it if arsenal can just sit you know, they don't even have to overtake Chelsea. You know, just being in that touching distance, like if you grab, you can, you know, pull a bit <laughs> of the
0: jersey. <laughs> well put. And I mean, like, that also what you not said, that just leads us now straight into the, like, the last game that we're now doing in the podcast now for today. Uh, we, we play Wolves now at the Emirates. I mean, again, perfect that we have a home game against a team like Wolves. Are they eight in the league. They're not really that easy to beat at the moment because yeah. they're losing like by one 0 margins or only like when draw, specialists. So, I mean, give props to the new coach; he's you know like stepped in, stepped up also, really you know making them a, a real tough unit to beat. But I mean, I just hope you know we can keep everybody fit after the Norwich game, and you know really have a pop at, at Wolves at the Emirates.
1: No, I think uh, I think it's a very good thing. I'm going a bit further into the fixtures. I mean, Arsenal can pick up a result against Wolves, and know Man City's a, a a lot. You know, you know, Arsenal against Man City. Either we get donk, or <laughs> Arsenal can do something. You know, if we've had that bit of luck, but if 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 Chelsea drop points, you know, maybe against Liverpool and against Villa, and Arsenal pick up something against um, City, even if it's a point, and yep. Chelsea lose to Liverpool, it's the FA Cup, and then you know. Arsenal take on Spurs it's going to be a tough game, but Man City play Chelsea as well. You know, so it was like that. Arsenal losing to... Even if we lose to City, Chelsea could lose to Liverpool. And even if we have a draw against Spurs, City could beat Chelsea. So, you know, Arsenal have an opportunity where we're going for a free hit. If it works out, you know, we could bam closer to Chelsea. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. And if Arsenal... Even if Arsenal... Are lucky enough to pick up a result and Chelsea maybe beat Liverpool, you know sadly, I'm not saying we must look that far ahead, but yeah. you know as long as Arsenal can do their job if everybody else messes up around them, we'll just edge closer and, and I think that's where we should be just be doing, getting the th- three points and almost like the batsman going to a hundred, just chip away chip away,
0: chip away, and you don't know where you might end up. Well, we might end up like Maxwell stuff and come out from nowhere and <laughs> Okay, guys. With that, I'm the wrap up the podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. Enjoy with your families. hugs and love from all over. Take care, guys. Bye. Have a good Christmas, guys.